Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for watching KCHF TV out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. We are so blessed and honored that you would join us this morning or this evening for a time of, of teaching with the ministry of Second Man. We are just so blessed that the Lord has begun and started this ministry to reach the very treasures that the Lord has given us. You know, we started this TV program here at KCHF with the intention of reaching souls who are incarcerated, to reaching the prisons, but at the same time, we're also able to minister to you, our viewers and our listeners. Thank you for watching. We want to bless you today and thank you that you continue to serve and support this ministry. I want to invite you personally to a church service at the Rock Christian Fellowship in Española, New Mexico. My wife and I would love to meet you. We would love to pray for you in person. I know many of you guys have reached out to us and have called us or emailed us. And we thank you for emailing us and supporting us and calling us. <clears throat> we, we love the people of Albuquerque and we want to serve you and we want to be able to minister to you in person. So if you would, would you join us for a service? Call us and let us know you're coming. We would love to personally meet you. Uh, I just returned back from Mexico and before I um, share with you some pictures, I just want to remind you that the Lord God, Jesus himself said, when my Holy Spirit comes upon you, I will baptize you and you will go to the nations. He says, I want you to tarry here until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you will be my witnesses in all of Judea and Samaria and in Jerusalem and until the uttermost parts of the earth. And uh, I just returned from Mexico. We had a great time in Mexico City, right in the heart of Mexico City. We were able to participate in a youth conference with hundreds of youth. We also went up to the mountainous regions of Tetala de Ocampo, Puebla, Mexico, and just right above Tetela de Ocampo, Puebla, Mexico, there's a little place called Patios, which means porch. And I asked the people of Patios, Mexico, ¿Por qué le llaman así? ¿Por qué le llaman Patios? And they had no idea. I would have chose a different name for, for, for that little village. It's really above the clouds. The elevation is so high. And it's amazing. And all the children, the hundreds of children that we served, and we took the ministry of Shoes for Shorties, where we gave kids shoes. Uh, we took down their names and their shoe size, and we were able to bless these children with shoes all the way. And I asked the people of this mountainous village, why did they call it Patios Mexico? Patios in Spanish basically means porch, or you know, like the front lawn or the patio. And uh, they said, we don't know. Well, on April 22nd, 2022, I visited Patios, Mexico. It was amazing because we had to travel over 40 minutes up a very steep gravel road. It was mountainous. Uh, and we got to the first home at the, at the end of the road, and there's an elder couple there, and they uh, were calling for missionaries. They were calling for pastors to come and minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. So their daughter went down to Puebla, Mexico, and she met Pastor Salvador and Lupita Gonzalez, who we had the privilege of ordaining in the ministry over 15 years ago. And this time we went, we were able to present them with a physical certificate uh, to award them and recognize them and give them the privilege of being ordained as pastors from our ministry. And uh, this young, this elderly couple who owns this little piece of property on the top of this mountain's village. I even asked them, why did they call this place Patios, porch or patio? And they said, we really don't know. Well, the Lord showed me that really the patio or the porch was the ministry that would give birth 
to their little mountainous village on the porch of their property. And if you see the pictures, you see we're, at, we're on a porch or a patio of a home. And hundreds of kids who dedicated their life to the Lord, they're just beginning to know uh, Jesus. And it's sort of a remote mountainous village, a rural area just outside of Tetela de Ocampo, Puebla, Mexico. But I tell you what, the pe people there are rich in culture. They love the Lord Jesus Christ with all their heart. And we had the opportunity to introduce them to Jesus. Some of them have already known Jesus, but those that came to the Lord, for me it was a special time because it was on April 22nd, 2022. And I just want to thank you for those of you guys that gave to our ministry supporters that sent donations online or you bought shoes we are so blessed. I really discovered a treasure on earth. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I also want to bless the men from Santa Fe, from Hobbs, Las Cruces, uh, from Los Lunas that are watching us, the men and the women in Springer, the men and women in Grants. We want to thank you for watching this program. Thank you for your letters. Thank you for your prayer requests. We're praying for you and asking the Lord really to bring freedom of your life, that he would you know, reverse the injustice. I know a lot of people know that, you know, uh, there's a lot of injustices in our world. And we're starting to see um, the governors of the land and the leaders of the world, they're calling that which is wrong right and that which is right wrong. And that which is holy now is uh, considered, you know, um, perverse and that which is perverse is, is considered right and so I just pray that the Lord would give us freedom and liberty. I uh, also want to bless the men in Las Cruces, Santa Rosa, the men in Portales, the discipleship taking place in Milan County Jail. We literally have over 15 men studying the second man school of the Bible and God is preparing them for ministry. You know I, I thought man that we weren't going to be able to reach souls because of COVID. The prisons were shut and the Lord said, no, I'm going to open up the doors for you. I'm going to, I will go before you and I will make the crooked path straight and I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. And I will give you treasures out of darkness and secret treasures and hidden riches and secret places. That's what the Lord declared. And I know a lot of times uh, we, we, we struggle. We're trying to cut bars and we're trying to make crooked paths places straight and we're trying to reach but the Lord says I will go before you and I will make crooked paths straight and I will break the bronze of iron and he says and I will give you the treasures out of darkness I will give you hidden treasures and that's what I want to talk about today and so Isaiah 45 2 I just quoted I'm going to read it one more time the Lord said I will go before you and make crooked paths straight I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures out of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. But let me tell you something. It's no secret what the Lord has given us. There's precious souls in Mexico. We got invited to Santiago de Chile. Uh, we're reaching souls in prisons. All of the prisons in the state of New Mexico, the Lord has broken open those gates and we're reaching them with the gospel of Jesus Christ through KCHF and our partnership with our fellowship and through Second Man. We are discipling men and women and they're coming to Jesus Christ and they're being equipped and being prepared and one day hopefully they'll be sent out and, and serve the Lord with all their heart. So this morning I want to talk to you about these hidden treasures. In the book of Matthew 14 or Matthew 13, Jesus said like this, again, verse 44, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like hidden treasure in a field 
which a man found and he hid for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. When he had found one pearl of great price, he went and sold all that he had and he bought it. You know, the Lord revealed to us that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. And I don't know what you've been looking for. A lot of people look for treasure in education, their career, their job, their entrepreneurial gift. They look for hidden treasure maybe in uh, th their life and acquiring wealth and acquiring possessions. And there's nothing wrong with those because we wouldn't be able to do ministry without wealth. We wouldn't be able to do ministry without investments. We wouldn't be able to do ministry without saving and, and investing. But, but really, that is not our treasure. That is a resource that the Lord has given us. And I want to teach you this morning and encourage you that if you're watching this program and you have the resources, if you have provision, if you uh, are a seed planter, you are planting into fertile ground when you plant into Second Man Ministry, when you plant into KCHF, when you support this ministry, you're supporting the field that God has exposed to us. You're supporting the very ministry where we're taking treasures out of darkness. So I want to encourage you. What are you saving for? What are you investing in? You know, a man of God recently told me, you know, don't, don't uh, gather, but, 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 but plant. He said, don't hoard the blessings of God, but plant. Plant. You know, other man of God that I know very well who's, preached and evangelized internationally. He said, Daniel, if you really believe that God, now I never told him anything about Mexico or going to the nations, but he said, if you really believe for an international ministry, he says, tell me, where are you planting? Are you planting internationally? Because if you're not planting internationally, you won't reap internationally. So I began to plant many years ago into a seed in Mexico. I began to plant in Mexico and now We've been seeing the harvest, and a powerful biblical principle is everything that you need is in the harvest. And that harvest may be that field. Perhaps you found in that pearl of great value and overjoy. You know, when you give to the ministry, you give overjoy of finding that precious treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. For joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has, and he buys that field. Is there joy in your heart whenever you say, hey, I found it. I found a ministry that the Lord told me to support. I found a ministry that's reaching souls. I found a ministry that's discipling and equipping and sending. That's the kind of ministry Second Man is. We're discipling. We're equipping. And eventually we'll begin to send. We'll begin to send those men and women that have been trained in secret places, men that have been trained in solitude and in seclusion. That's my prayer, is that the Lord will raise up mighty men of valor, mighty men of God who will go to the nations, who will go back home, will go back into their neighborhoods, into their schools, and begin to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's my desire. I want to share a story that I read with you one time. You know, as a youth pastor, I always used to collect articles. Even today, I look for sermon material. I'm always reading. And I got this story that I had really put aside and never used. But um, it made relevance when I visited this church in Mexico and visited with Pastor Chava and Lupita. And on the way up, I was writing a sermon. And, you know, the Lord was just inspiring me to encourage them to, you know, just to invest their life in that field, 
to invest their life where they had found that treasure. And I didn't really understand why God was putting this message in my heart, but it really was for them. As I began to write the sermon on the plane, I was just sort of asking God, what is that hidden treasure? Where is that field? And I remembered a story when I got up to preach that I didn't even think about sharing. And I read the story, a powerful story, of a jeweler that was in the heart of downtown. And the jeweler had on display a very expensive pearl. And this pearl was of, of no equal to any other. And there was a very beautiful display on the corner window of this jewelry store. And many athletes and superstars, and bankers, investors, and many women would take their husbands to just observe and stare at this pearl and look at it. But none of them dared ask for the price. And one time when somebody asked the price to the jeweler, the jeweler would often repeat, that pearl will cost you everything that you own and that you possess. It will cost you everything that you have. And sarcastically, people would walk away and say, really? And they would walk away, and so none of them ever dared to attempt to buy that pearl. So one day, a homeless man was walking, and he looked, and he saw all these people looking at this pearl. And he got the courage to go and ask for the price. He walked into the jewelry store, and he approached the jeweler, and he said, excuse me, sir, I'm just curious, how much would that pearl cost me? The man stood up, and he said, I've been asked that for many years, and no one has bought it. He said, that pearl will cost you everything that you have. Everything that you own will that pearl cost. So the homeless man humbly took off his coat. He walked outside. He came back inside the store with his basket. He took out his canned food. He took out his camping stove. He took out his camping tent, put his sleeping bag on the counter, took off his shoes and put them on the counter. He took off a little portable radio that he had, put it on the counter. Took his coffee pot and put it on the counter. All his personal belongings, everything that was in that cart, he put on the counter. And people were watching as he was doing this from the window. As this man put all his belongings on the counter, the store jeweler happily got up, got a bag, packaged that pearl ring, and he said, you are the proud owner of this pearl that has cost you everything that you've owned. That is what Jesus Christ is looking for. And you might be saying, well, I don't have much. I don't have a whole lot. But Jesus wants to uh, give you this treasure. And it's no secret that God has revealed to us that the treasure are the souls. They're the souls of men and women. They're the precious pearls that God has given us. They're on full display. And God is saying, I wonder who would give their life to go on missions? Who would give their life to go into the prisons? Who would give their life to reach souls? Who would give their life to say, you know what, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, I'm willing to go to the nations. You know, my wife and I, we've invested in the lives and ministry of Mexico. And we've asked God to just use us in a small way. And when Pastor Salvador and his wife Lupita were sending us pictures of the ministry that they were doing through trying times, doing the best that they could, and they would send us pictures and they would say, look, pastor, what we're doing. You sent us an offering and, you know, we, we, we not only wanted to, 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 to have that offering, but we wanted to also invest in the lives of kids. And so they started connecting with this couple that was going to patios and 
they begin to send shoes and, and food supplies to these families because really up in Patios, they live off the ground. They literally live off the ground. There's no modernity up there. They have electricity, but there's no running water. There's no wells. They got to go to the river for water. And so when we went, we saw the blessing and the abundance of life. But it really is a life changer. So Pastor Salvador and his wife, they, you know, would constantly ask, when are you returning to Mexico? When are you returning to Mexico? We kept delaying it and putting off. And so the Lord finally, through these pictures, spoke to our heart and said, now's the time to go. And uh, my son, you guys know the story, he started a ministry called Shoes for Shorties. And when he saw the pictures, he said, Dad, when are you going to Mexico? And when you go, he says, I want you to buy shoes and take them to Mexico. And so we began to send shoes to Mexico to feed and to clothe these children, not only with just shoes, but to give them authority, to give them authority. Because Deuteronomy 11.24 tells us, every place that the sole of your feet touches shall be yours. And really it is about giving them authority and showing them the authority of God that they have. You know, every one of us has a field that the Lord has put us before. But he wants to know if you will serve him. You know, the Bible says in the book of Acts, and this is interesting because every one of us are doing something what the Lord has blessed us with. In the book of Acts chapter 1, we read the story of the apostles and the church's birth. And the Bible says that Judas in Acts 1, 17, he was numbered with us and he obtained a part in this ministry. Judas walked with Jesus. Judas talked with Jesus. Judas was revealed the same ministry and the same miracles, the same supernatural events that all the other disciples saw and the apostles saw. Judas was a part of it. He obtained a part in that ministry. And the Bible says, now this man, verse 18, this man purchased a field with the wages of iniquity. And the Bible says, and it became to all those dwelling in Jerusalem, so that that field is called in their own language, Akaldama, that is filled of blood. You know, Judas, the Bible says, when he went to the high priest, and he said, what will you give me to hand over Jesus to you? The Bible says that the high priests were glad to give Judas 30 pieces of silver. And Judas left a very precious moment, if you remember, he was at the Lord's Supper where the Lord says, one of you will betray me. And everyone was asking, Lord, is it I? Is it I? Is it I? And Judas said, Lord, is it I? And then Judas, Jesus has looked at Judas and says, what you do? Go and do quickly. And the Bible says he got up from the table, from the very Lord's Supper that Jesus was sharing and fellowshipping with Judas. Judas got up from the table and he went to the high priest. And the Bible says that evening he went to the high priest and he said, what will you give me if I turn Jesus over to you? And the Bible says they willingly gave him 30 pieces of silver. You see, it was Peter in the book of um, Matthew that Jesus reminded everyone about, someone, one of you will betray me. One of you will betray me. The Bible says Peter, uh, Judas got up, he went to the high priest, and they counted to him 30 pieces of silver. And the Bible says he gladly took it, but when he realized what he had done, when he realized this is not the treasure, this is not the hidden treasure that I've been looking for, when he realized what he had done and the soldiers came and arrest Jesus and they took him and they began to scourge him and began to 
hurt him. The Bible says that Judas, he went to go get a refund. He went to go and return the money. And he says, here, I've betrayed the Lord with this money. And the Bible says that the that the, the high priest threw it back at him and says, you have done a terrible thing. We can't take that money because now that money is blood money. And the Bible says that he went and he threw it and they said, what do we do with this money? And the Bible says that they dedicated it to the field, basically a cemetery to the field of blood. And it was that cemetery where nobodies were buried. Those who didn't have a family, those who no one would claim, those who no one would, would claim their bodies. And you know that Jesus Christ, he came for the nobodies. Judas did something very terrible. A lot of people says, well, did Judas have a will? Yes, he did. He had a will. Did Judas, you know, have an opportunity to deny himself and not turn over the Lord Jesus? Yes, he did. But if you look at Peter's word, the Bible says this scripture had to be fulfilled. In our life, we are fulfilling scripture if you choose to. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is like a man looking for pearls. And when he founds the pearl of great value, he sells everything that he has. In other words, he becomes a sellout to his dreams, to his priorities, to his ambitions. See, Judas was ambitious, but he was ambitious for the coin. Judas was ambitious, but he was envious. He didn't really understand that he was accomplishing the very purpose of God. That he was accomplishing the pres the pers the precious the, the precious promises of God that he would betray. And I just want to remind you guys that you are investing your life for hidden treasure all the time. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that those who run in a race in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I want to read it to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. It says. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things, disciplined. Now they do it, notice that, notice they do it, it's in, in uh, italics, to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. You're either running aimlessly for that which is perishable, or are you running with vision, with that which is imperishable? You're going to have a vision for something. You're going to obtain a prize. And there's only temporal prizes and eternal prizes. And the Bible says that those who run in a race, they all run, but only one will obtain the race. You know, I, I've raised champions. My boys are champions. They've won championships in basketball. They've won championships in tournaments. And I know what it's like to raise a champion. As a matter of fact, I know what it takes to win a championship. It takes rising early in the morning and getting to the gym before the sun rises and staying after the sun sets. You have to run hours and shoot hours, the ball for, for hours. You have to discipline yourself. It takes practice. It takes the right equipment. It also takes the proper coach with the proper coaching. That proper coaching will bring the breast out of you, will bring the discipline out of you. And the Bible says, that every one of us are running in the race, he says, but run in such a way that you may obtain it. And sometimes we grow weary in running. 
Sometimes we go weary in working. Sometimes we go weary in searching and trying to obtain the prize. But I want to remind you that when you find that pearl of great value, you will discipline your life for it. You will give your life to it. You will invest in it. You will plant seed for it. You will go there and obtain that prize. And this morning, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that the prize is the souls that the Lord has revealed to us. Treasures in darkness, souls who are lying behind those bronze gates of bronze and those iron gates. And the Lord God has opened them through the airwaves. He has opened those, those, those secret places where there's treasure. I want to declare to you today that the Lord God will open doors and he will bust open the gates to give you hidden treasures in secret places because that is the destiny of every child of God. That is our destiny. You know, the Bible says that with the salary of iniquity, iniquity that Judas sold himself to the Lord. He sold himself to the Lord. You know, Pastor Lupita and Chava, they basically inherited this piece of ministry that they minister at this little church right in the heart of Tetela de Pueblo de Ocampo. You know, when they went there, they had no children. They went with the intention of succeeding the pastor that had planted that church. And that pastor of that church said, I want you guys to come to this ministry. I want you guys to pastor this ministry. We've been praying for you. And he says, if you're going to go or not, let me know. Here are the keys to the ministry. And they said, we'll pray about it. They prayed about it. And they went with no children to this little community of Tetela de Ocampo, Puebla, Mexico. They got there living the big city. They went to a rural community. And they said, we begin to see the, the fruit and the faithfulness of God where we begin to invest our life in. Unexpectedly, that pastor died without having written them or declaring to them or leaving witnesses for them to be the successors of that ministry. And now they're saying, Pastor, we don't know what our future holds. We don't know if we'll be here. We don't know if we'll be asked to leave by the people who are the heirs of that pastor's family. They said, Pastor, right now our ministry is in question because the heirs are coming. And we have no legal chance to stay here. And they said, but God sent you here. The Lord sent you here. And they said, Pastor, we sold everything that we had at home. We had no children. We came with the, the promise of, of obtaining this ministry. We sold everything that we have. We have run in such a way to obtain the price. We sold everything we had. And people don't do that anymore. Are you willing to give everything that you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Maybe for you it's not possessions. Maybe it's a position. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's an unforgiving spirit or bitterness. I want to tell you, give it to the Lord. Surrender your life for hidden treasure. Lord, we thank you and we bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.